Okay, are we live? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your AEW Dynamite review for February 2nd, 2022. And I'm joined by Abby Maniac here. Abby, let me know what did you think about this show here in Chicago again. And uh, there was one thing to look forward to, and that was the main event that was CM Punk versus MJF. But other than that, overall, what do you think about this dynamic? Um, I thought that uh, it was a good show. It was a good show. And uh, um, I'm thinking that uh, it is becoming a more mainstream product. You know, I think that they are taking our words as uh, you know something them being the management the evps the promoter you know uh, people uh, being invested how will people get invested so that there is storytelling there are promos we saw many promos uh, you know interactions backstage segments uh, whatever you want to call that so people getting invested in the stories and dynamite looking like a mainstream worldwide product so I saw that and I am thinking that the direction where AW or AW dynamite is headed uh, is a good direction and it is a good path so i i thought that it was a good show and you uh, you know signaled to the fact that i should comment on the show except the main event i thought that it was a good show and we'll talk about the entirety of this great card here but before that if you are new to Slam of Wrestling, then make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And do all that fun stuff. Check out our other content. Like, we dropped a review for Royal Rumble 2022. Absolute disastrous show, but a good, re- a good review nonetheless. So check that out. And uh, let's talk about Dynamite. And they are in Chicago again. And have you noticed that they go back to Chicago more often these days? And uh, are we risking of a certain city or territory being dried out? You run the same show in that same place, so... Mm. I heard or I should say I read about the said complaint which you are indicating about. Uh, the thing is that they uh, be, uh, they being AW going to Chicago or going to Philadelphia or going to Boston and going there often or going to New Jersey, New York, going there often, you know, it is also a business move. You know, if you know of a market or a city which makes you money, so you want to go there often. So that is also a thing with regards to revenue, with regards to them being a 
private company and them being a new company you want to make money and you want uh, to explore and you want to go deep into that market and you want to capture so to speak that uh, the said market you will of course go to new markets as you grow your fan base for instance they are going to connecticut in a few weeks so that is their first show in connecticut so they are going you know step by step in new markets but you know going to a said market to a said territory more often uh i don't think that it is a bad move right now so as their you know you can say their environment or you can say their bubble becomes more bigger you would crave for that you being that you are a fan from boston you are a fan from new jersey you are a fan from chicago you would crave for that more so right now you should be enjoying that if you are from chicago you are from new jersey we are from india right now <laughs> so uh, we are looking forward to watching it live whenever it happens it is in the distant future right now it is just baby step so i don't think that it is a bad move at this point they are you can say making their presence felt and they are capturing the said markets so to speak at this point so and it is a good uh, revenue uh, you know model as well so they are coming to connecticut yes in a few weeks so is that the place where we see the debut of shane omac no comments at this point uh, uh, we don't want him but yes. uh, uh, sticking to the aw you know uh, uh, part of the conversation so they kicked off here with john moxley versus wheeler yuta who was accompanied by orange cassidy and tanhausen so it's still unclear whether he's aligned himself with the best friends or not it's still up in the air so originally this was supposed to be moxley versus brian kendrick who recently you know uh, got out of a wwe could say he contract he was i think in a coach a role over there in the performance center so he recently got out and there was certain excitement for you know when this match originally got announced that it was uh, brian kendrick versus john moxley so then something changed in the 24 hour gap that it was revealed that brian kendrick was somewhat of a conspiracy theorist and for that he got cancelled and uh, just like that this match also got cancelled and wheeler utah took the place of brian kendrick nothing much 
Anything you want to comment on the Brian Kendrick situation? Because um, that the this conspiracy the- theory, you know, things always goes over my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, the thing is, anything that I say, it uh, would not go well. Uh, any comment I make, if it doesn't go with the mindset of the masses, it wouldn't go well. And I am of the said mindset that. Uh, I am not mostly in the you can say in the mindset of the masses I many a times think a little different because it is also the said fact that what uh, Brian Kendrick commented on first of all he commented on a said subject which is not a very sensitive subject to us here in india and so we cannot judge him for that and he commented on the said fact uh, on the said subject 10 years ago so we also do not know that does he resonate with the said thoughts the said opinion right now so i can only comment on the subject of cancel culture so he getting cancelled or he not getting booked i can say that uh, that was a little not good so to speak but uh, i cannot say that what he said or what uh in what you know the subject that how does it impact the people who are of the said you know religion or something like that or who resonate with the said culture so i cannot comment or judge of the impact so i cannot uh, i can only judge on the cancel culture thing i do not uh, resonate or i do not you know support the cancel culture thing basically in a general sense and what happened here was basically that he uh expressed his opinion on a subject which he resonated with 10 years ago and it became a uh, topic of conversation on social media and his match got cancelled that was basically what happened people were very much excited before they hap- uh, they knew of his opinion of his thoughts which he had 10 years ago so it looks and it seems illogical in a way that you are not uh, you getting fired or you not getting a payday because 
of a mindset it doesn't seem good to me but this is the world that we live in so uh, i i i cannot you know judge and i cannot comment on the said situation in a whole you know way but what i you know understood of the said situation i commented on that so what is your opinion regarding that i uh, like that's why i said this whenever something like this happens it always goes over my head and i am not the type of guy that looks into this situation if i'm watching a wrestling product i'm strictly following the wrestling product whenever a controversy comes around i often tend to you know back up a little mm 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 hey but uh, other than that he, at least this guy apologized yes yes he did absolutely so now i hope he betters himself and the apology was a good sign and he could slowly work on himself and then start you know getting back to work hmm something yes. something Absolutely. i hope miss tessa plancher would have done <laughs> but uh that's a whole story for another day but uh, back to the dynamite review so it was yuta and moxley and it was a good enough match like moxley was you know uh, in control for the most part they did give some shine for yuta it was not a glorified squash match here like what happened was mox was on the outside and he was cornered by both orange cassidy and danhausen and uh, at one point danhausen almost cursed mox and this led yeah. to you know mox being distracted yuta got some offense as he did a big crossbody some good near falls uh, as well and by the way uh, crowd was more into danhausen compared to yuta who was not even in this match so this says a lot but i like taking nothing away from yuta is a really good wrestler so at the end uh, mox was back in offense hit a bunch of lariats and uh, i think he got the bulldog choke but uh, he decided to you know ground and pound yuta with some vicious looking elbows and hit the paradigm shift or like we call it the death rider which is way cooler move uh, sort of cool name and uh, there you go man mox scored the win and uh, nothing much the match was good but the main story was what happened in the post match like we see brian danielson showing up in the ring as uh, there was a bit of a stare down so danielson got on the mic and his first words were do you want to see this match the crowd went into a yes chant and then he talks about you know in length about mox says he had been you know watching mox from the other side and seen him seen him become a really good uh, you could say great aw world champion and uh, if he had some support he could have been he could have still been aw world champion he talks about you know the current world champion uh, hangman adam page that he doesn't want deserve to be champion 
uh, who is a millennial cowboy etc etc he then talks about the current tag team champions who one of those guys is a fucking dinosaur and also talks about the TNT champion Sammy Guevara whose main stick is that he does vlog and that's his whole contribution to the society lol and um, he then talks about you know something made him realize that he doesn't want to fight mox that he actually wants to you know be you know aligned with mox they can work together they can take over the entire aw you know uh, company and uh, maybe you know go after all the championships if you want to become aw world champion fine if you want to you know become tnt champion tag team champion fine something like that and then he talks about you know uh, us aligning together dominating aw and you know making some out of a faction he name drop uh, wheeler utah you can do it you can take uh, him away from the best friends and you know who actually is a joke and with guys like orange cassidy and dan house and you could take away daniel garcia from 2.0 lee moriarty who are you know in their factions like uh, garcia is with 2.0 moriarty is with uh dante martin and matt sidel so he kind of teased some out of a faction with all these guys and then said you know uh, think about what you want to you know what kind of legacy you want to leave talking about moxley and uh, kind of gave him a ultimatum and there you go that was the entire segment so at this point we were thinking moxley versus brian at revolution fine but this is a new we could say twist to this story with all the things that mentioned you know by dennis so what do you think about it um i loved the post match interaction uh, the things that you know you just mentioned what happened and you know a new twist in the tale that is basically if it happens you know with the story progresses and people get invested and the eventual showdown between Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson it eventually stretches out it doesn't happen at revolution it happens at a future pay-per-view whenever it happens you know in the distant future so the people you know jump in and they go for the ride basically people get invested people you know enjoy what happens throughout the ride and then the match happens so i would like this scenario uh, a lot more than the moxley brian showdown at revolution just within a span of 2 to 3 weeks because here you have a stretched out story and people jumping in us included for the ride and us getting invested what happens uh, blah 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 and you know there is a story to it people getting invested and all and there is a story to it uh, others getting involved he name dropped the said people that you mentioned so there's a whole lot of elements to it so this scenario is a lot better in my opinion 
rather than giving just a throwaway match within a span of three weeks between Moxley and Brian Daniels. And with regards to the match, I have a similar opinion like you. Decent match and a predictable outcome with Moxley winning with the Death Rider and uh, Wheeler Utah had a better showing this time uh, in comparison to the last time when it was a glorified squash match. Uh, that's uh, basically it. And, you know, we talked about Wheeler Utah in one of the reviews in the past that people aren't invested in the guy. That's the basic problem. And them, that is the people being invested in Danhausen more, that is a guy who is at ringside. More than the guy who is wrestling in the ring says a lot about it. That is a bad, bad impression. That's all. But now they are teasing somewhat of faction and with the names involved, uh, one thing is common is that all three are great in-ring technicians in the aspect yes. of great technical wrestlers. And who's the guy that, you know, gave this idea? Brian Daniels, who's another great technical wrestler, absolute legend. So, whatever they're going for with Mox and Danielson, uh, I think it's good. And meanwhile, it could build something else. So, this rumored faction, I think I would dig it. Because these other other guys, I think, would actually get over and wouldn't be known for just being technical wrestlers. Because Brian Danielson is asking for you, so there should be something more. Like, mm. you are actually putting over these guys immensely when you have Brian Danielson name-dropping. Agreed, agreed. So... Actually, looking forward to this and see how this story progress, uh, you know, progresses in the coming weeks. And uh, if uh, let's see what you know they do with these guys. But moving on, we have Brandy Rhodes showing back on TV. And uh, for a second, I was actually excited because I actually dig Brandy Rhodes. In you know certain segments, the last segment she did with Dan Lambert, I actually liked it because she actually has some good mic presence. But uh, I saw this one, and I'm like, okay, I finally get it why people hate Brandy Road segments, and this was one of it because overall this segment they tried to do a lot, especially Brandy which didn't even make sense and it came across on television. So let's go through this entire thing. What happened was Brandy Rhodes is there in the ring and she talks about how she loves, uh, you know, for a second she conf got confused whether she she's in Cleveland, whether she's in Chicago and she says basically it's the same thing. And all of a sudden Dan Lambert shows up and he actually got a huge pop saying that he came out to you know, sh shut down Brandy Rhodes. So we see, you know, usual, usual Dan Lambert stick running down 
Brandy Rhodes here said she has come out to you know give uh, her a reality check and uh, he actually comes out with uh, you know men of the year like always so basically is taking shots at brandy saying you know seeing her position in the company seeing who she is who she is married to etc etc brandy responds like you know as she is getting run down by lambert she uh, looks to ethan page and says why are you laughing at the only reason we hired you is to just to get to josh alexander the big the first big ooh moment which was actually good at that point and then you know lambert continues to you know just r- talk shit about brandy even you know talks about brandy's big things if you know what i mean at one point <laughs> called it uh, fake and uh, from there from there i think this uh, segment started slowly going downhill and brandy rhodes actually talks about you know dan lambert you know being in aw he rather be you know uh his main focus should be you know against with american top team and building those guys because recently uh, certain fighters from his uh, you could say camp have you know lost some big fights and uh, i think one of them was against uh, amanda nunes i think which is some old news so this uh, segment goes on and on and on and after you know while lambert says that he can't actually you know raise his hand on uh, uh, brandy because he wants to avoid being cancelled this was actually hilarious this line so <laughs> who comes out is uh, page when zent of american top team she shows up and we see some sort of a brawl between these two until uh, we see officials coming out the some of the ladies from the women's division came out to you know separate these two and there you go this was the entire segment i can say this segment was bad and now we are looking into a situation where we are getting bandy rules this is page when zent I think they are going to give this a big spot and I don't know man not very much into it seeing how this segment came off hmm. uh I first of all I loved uh, the things that Dan Lambert said basically the singers of Dan Lambert always do basically he is great on the microphone that is very well uh, you know that is the consensus basically and secondly you know brandy roads maybe at one point you know when you said that uh, the segment uh, you know started going downhill maybe you know maybe i should not say she wanted to get back at lambert and uh, she tried to but she failed you know uh, getting uh, and you know pointing towards the mixed martial arts fights you know you are catering to a professional wrestling audience we are strictly you can say watching professional wrestling so you could have brought up failures of 
the people who are associated with Dan Lambert, you could have easily gotten to men of the year. You got one with uh, Josh Alexander. You could have gotten so much more uh, that men of the year have done in AW. You could have done that, but you went to the MMA, which was a very bad move, in my opinion. And uh, other than that, yes, I would agree. Uh, it was a bad segment in the second half. So other than that, Paige Van Zandt entering the AW realm again, it could be. I'm not saying that it is. It could be. Uh, due to the recent return of Ronda Rousey on WWE television, it could be uh, just speculating here. It could be. And uh, other than that, you know, you said that you are not very much uh, looking forward to the eventual showdown between Brandy Rhodes and Paige Vans and whenever it happens, either on a special dynamite or the pay-per-view. I would agree at this point. You know, uh, I also want fan investment and compelling content so as to, uh, you know, people be invested in this feud, basically. We want uh, more, you know, interactions between uh, the two ladies or you can say Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes and the two camps basically Rhodes uh, family and uh, American top team we want something so that people are looking forward to the match basically that is how you would get the fans invested and uh, I hope that AW delivers on it basically we can only hope at this point and right now even on in an in-ring uh, standpoint Van Zandt versus Brandy Rhodes doesn't look very attractive at this point so the promos and interactions could only be the thing that sells us to watch this match so let's hope that it does that's all and the thing I realized, this is a Chicago crowd, smartest crowd in the you know wrestling landscape. Uh, so they basically they what Brandy was getting was go away, and Brandy came off in this segment. She didn't know what the fuck to do. Like at least she could have gone fully heel. And that in that way the segment would have made sense. So first of all, they are not ready to accept both Brandy and Cody as babyface. At least in Cody's situation, it is actually intriguing. But uh, Brandy, she actually failed. I can't say even failed. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's a type of situation. And don't know, man, if this is how the crowd is going to treat this then um i don't know 
सो बेसिकली पेज वैन जेंट विल कम ऑफ एज ए बेबी फेस एंड वैंडी रोड्स विल गेट शिट ऑन दैट्स वट आई एम सेंग Brandy Rhodes, uh, you know, even at one point in, uh, I guess I heard it uh, in the uh, in their reality show Roads to the Top. She also, uh, you know, I know that reality shows are scripted, but even then, she also alluded to the said fact that you are saying that brandy rhodes is better uh, she better comfortable in a heel role rather than a baby face so she knows that the people would not accept her as a baby face at this point so it is a very you know it is a di- dilemma that cody rhodes is you know uh, slowly and steadily going towards an eventual heel turn but still he wants to be a you know baby face for the kids for the children but brandy roads is already there as a heel she doesn't face and this concept of heel and baby face aw plays with it and they don't give a fuck so that uh fucks with the crowd as well that what do you do at this point so that also uh, it also happened uh, we talked about it when uh, cody rhodes and ethan page had their match crowd didn't know how to you know react basically that who do we cheer for who do we boo basically so these type of situations are very problematic so but they are going forward with it that's all uh, i i can't say more about and about that. and about page wins and if she pulls off a round arousey then good on her at least she has some tv presence let's see how the in ring aspect works out and i think this going it's going to be a while till we see that match and i think they may do it at revolution i can see that happening mm mm-hmm. if they do you know uh, there can only be obviously there can be two outcomes one winning or the other winning but uh, i would say that if they want to stretch this uh, they would have brandy winning with some shenanigans so basically they would establish brandy rhodes as a heel and then eventually on a special dynamite page wins and wins eventually so that would be a, i guess a better way to cap off this thing rather than just have a throwaway match which page wins and wins because if you don't have page wins and winning it would hurt her legitimacy as a mma personality that's all but uh, moving on a little segment involving andrade and hfo the a hfo so 
Matt Hardy is a little disappointed with Private Party who couldn't you know get the job done last week at Rampage getting the tag team you know championships. So Andrade jumps in and before this uh, Matt Hardy was talking about the TNT championship and uh, Andrade quickly jumps in so there was a little you know back and forth over there. So Matt Hardy is f- this time is fully pissed at uh, the Private Party members. So what what's going to happen is uh, this coming rampage, we are getting Sammy Guevara defending the TNT title against Isaiah Cassidy. And uh, Isaiah said he is not just going to take the title of Sammy, but also going to take his girl as well. So then Andrade talks about the whole situation with uh, Darby Allen and Matt Hardy, you know, uh, you know wanted to know what's the t- st- status around that situation. Said Andrade said that it could be that Darby Allen may be wanting some big money and uh, he, I think he would tr- get another try, maybe talk to his dad, Mr. Stink. So <laughs> that was the entire segment, man. And the only good thing about it was assistant Jose doing a fist bump with one of the private party members. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, they are going with some stories and that TNT title match mm. should be good and uh, nothing much. Mm. Mm. But uh, moving on, we had a tag match. This is the kings of the Black Throne, that is Malakai Black and Brody King. They are facing two thirds of the Death Triangle. This is Pac and Penta L0M and it was a good match. And uh, one thing to notice was Pac showed up blindfolded and needed assistance from Alex Abrahantis to even make his entrance. So they, what happened was it was Pac uh, who actually started the match with uh, Malachi. And it was later revealed as he took off the blindfold that he can see clearly. So we see stereotypes from Pac and Penta to the outside and uh, as we, you know, Go to the final parts. Uh, Pack and Penta were about to get the finish. What happened was Brody King came in, pushes Pack off the top turnbuckle. So a little distraction as Black sprays the Black Mist on Penta. So uh, Kings of the Black Throne hit the finisher. Uh, that is the Dante's Inferno on Penta for the win. And uh, there you go. And like I said, it was a good enough match. And uh, I actually enjoy these two that is Brody King and Malachi Black with whatever is going on with their story it's actually intriguing I love their entrance their presence the whole package and uh, give me your thoughts on this match and what whatever they're doing with Brody King and Malachi Black mm-hmm. I thought that it was a very you know, entertaining bout between the two teams and uh, Pack's blind act, as you said, was a ruse. So I also liked the reveal when he did it at the start of the bout. And uh, other than that, the ending of the bout is also uh, pretty, you know, good. So as to you can say to uh, extend and to develop the story between the two factions or you can and also 
the it also adds to the character development of the house of black basically and also what uh, we are also invested in the said story that now what's next you know he spread the black mist in the eyes of uh, pentagon so now what is next what is going to happen so if you are invested mission accomplished basically good stuff and uh, i think this feud will go on because we have to get one malaga black with a spec match like come on yes but uh, but you know we have to wait and see that when that eventual match happens uh in the uh road to dynamite or you can say the control center episode of uh, aw this week in the video package uh, pack you know uh was uh you know showing the justice card uh, basically number 11 he was you know uh vying for justice basically that what has happened to him basically that he lost his eyesight which he didn't it was a ruse but basically he wanted justice so still he hasn't gotten justice so it's still you know the story the animosity between the two factions is still going forward when the eventual showdown between pack and malika black happens uh we have to wait and see i don't know if it happens at revolution or if it happens in the distant future and when it eventually you know caps off we have to wait and see but we are invested in this so it's a good thing and good stuff from both the factions and good stuff from the management and by that time i can see ray phoenix coming in and aligning himself back with the death triangle and the story goes on hmm basically hmm. this is going to go for a while yes yes absolutely and if it goes uh, you know if it goes and it stretches i don't think that there should be any qualms you know capping off a feud uh, you know early would be a bad decision stretch it out uh, you know enjoy the ride basically and then it would be very intriguing that uh, what the house of black does to even the numbers that is also intriguing so let's see what happens but uh, moving on the uh, adam cole promo talks about his loss to orange cassidy that doesn't count as it was unsanctioned and claims to be still undefeated but he the one thing he's mad at is you know not getting respect says that he is one of the best wrestlers out there in the world and said everyone will see the new side of adam cole as he will beat evil uno and rampage and the entire world will know what he wants so kind of a teaser and what we could see 
at revolution maybe because mm, mm. hangman page i uh, will get to him he's going after lance archer that match is happening next week so we don't know what's happening at revolution so i think it will make sense if you put adam cole in that situation try to build him back at least to be you know legit enough to get that world title shot at a pay per view yes and we also talked about that in one of our previous reviews and right now i guess adam cole is ranked one in the rankings of aw so you know it is a no brainer that adam cole versus hangman adam page is happening hopefully at the pay per view that is revolution so right now you know this promo you know the you can say the taped backstage promo of battle uh, the, uh, basically of adam cole it uh, was crisp it was precise and it was effective as well he looked serious he was he looked a certain way he had a different aura he had a different energy to it uh, and it seems that a loss to orange cassidy has done a number of, on him mentally you can say uh, i could have uh, you know there is a complaint i would get to that and now you know you said that uh, now his road leads to revolution to a world title shot against hangman page basically and it begins on rampage by decimating evil uno so my complaint regarding this was only that uh, adam cole uh, you know he took a huge fall when uh, orange cassidy uh, he faced orange cassidy basically they went through the stage basically they had a you know it was a, a great uh, bump so to speak and they had the cameras they did a great uh, they did a better job this time if we compare it to the jericho thing at blood and guts basically so i would have uh, liked if adam cole would have sold the said bump basically and he would have been absent this week that's all uh, or he could have had something to the said promo that he could have been at the hospital or something that could have accentuated the injuries Uh, sustained from the said bomb basically that's all nothing 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 else mm, small little criticism uh, that is good yes. and we'll have to wait and see how he gets that world title shot but uh, up next uh, we have ruby soho versus nyla rose uh, we see uh, one of the lead guys Uh, that is of the group Rancid, 
that made the theme for that was the original theme for the ruby so thing that they kind of gifted to ruby so and uh, it was lars fredrick i'm butchering this name fredrickson lars fredrickson he was yes. there front row to support ruby mm. so by the way that team is ac- absolutely great so about the match decent little match here so uh, we had nyla actually working on ruby for a while so there was a big spot where nyla and ruby were fighting on the apron and we see ruby picking up nyla and hitting some out of a you can call it a sto on the apron so back in uh, ruby so actually hit her finisher no future and uh, was about to get the pin but uh, we had vicky carrero you know getting involved she almost caused a rope break so ruby was pissed at vicky and decided to go after her but uh, she got you uh, know got caught by nyla rose so as we get to the final parts so basically what happened was both women were on the second rope so i think uh, ruby soho was going for the no future kick like this is the same spot like the way she won the last time they had a match but this time she kind of you know nyla actually you know kind of reversed it and the whatever they did was look kind of sloppy and what happened was uh, they were fighting on the second row again like so was going for a hurricane but nyla was caught her and uh, basically dumped her and then we see uh, i think she hit a swan tongue on ruby so looked great then hit the beast bomb to get the win and there you go really good finish that uh, reversal of the uh, no future kick was kind of sloppy other than that decent little match and uh, nyla rose got the win hmm. um i thought that uh, it was a good match like you said uh, competitive match basically uh, at the end uh, you know uh when you said that uh ruby soho hit the sto on the apron she hurt her lower back in the process and that is what nyla rose capitalized on in the ending moments of the bout hitting the swan turn and then hitting the beast bomb all the offense targeting the lower back that is what got her the victory basically and her throwing or dumping as you said from the top rope as well that also hit the lower back so at the end uh, good stuff basically and uh, other than that the premise of the match was basically simple that basically in the tbs tournament ruby got the victory so nyla being a heel you know any heel would be pissed you know being on the losing side so that is what the 
premise of the match was basically and nyla rose asserted her dominance in the first half of the bout with her size and with her strength advantage and ruby most of the match when she was on the offense she showed her heart and resilience that is what the baby face uh, basically has when there is a size advantage between the two and with regards to vicky guerrero we have talked about her whenever she is you know involved in a match basically either on rampage or on dynamite basically she always does and here as well a great job in my opinion to garner heat basically and uh, here as well with her screechy annoying voice she got inside ruby's head and i guess it was uh, great heel work from vicky guerrero she is a veteran she knows how to get heat basically she is not a modern day cool heat uh, cool heel she gets the heat and great job basically good match too much heat <laughs> yes but uh, you know uh, th- that that's the you can say attractiveness uh, aspect or you can say that is the value of vicky guerrero not anybody else can uh, do the shit that she does you know getting hit we had a lengthy conversation with regards to baby faces and heels in our last conversation so what she does it's it works basically so i would commend her for the work shed that she does if the wrestling fan of 2022 or 2021 hates vicky guerrero she is doing a brilliant job well there you go but uh, uh, before i forget this there was a segment involving gun club who got hold of a camera backstage and uh, they were trying to you know bully jungle boy and uh, jungle boy was not ready for all this bullshit and decided to go uh, you know fight all three members at the same time but the numbers came you know caught up and we see jungle boy being thrown out of the arena in the cold snowy weather of chicago in the streets so what happened was uh, they dumped a uh, jungle boy on the pile of snow until uh, further damage could be done we see christian cage and luchasaurus coming out for the save as the heels you know escape and the only logic gap was uh, how did uh, luchasaurus show up in the cold weather i thought reptiles <laughs> i thought reptiles hated cold no logic at all <laughs> or is uh, luchasaurus an exception luchasaurus is an exception uh, he is a masterpiece 
Did you know he's also yeah. have a master degree? Uh, yes, I, I heard that on, I guess, being the elite. Many, many... Moons uh, ago. Yes. There you go, man. There and you go. That was the entire thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, I loved this interaction. Uh, you know, loved the ambush from the gun club. It had a lot of attitude era vibes to it. And uh, basically, I would love more of such stuff. Getting the fans invested, good stuff. And I loved the snow. <laughs> But as yeah. we move on, we had the world champion, AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page uh, showing up for a in-ring interview segment. We had Tony Schiavone to do the stuff. So he brings up, you know, the upcoming death match that is happening next week, if I'm not wrong, in Atlantic City. So this is a Texas death match, which is not happening in Texas. Uh, weird logic over there. So it talks about, you know, being champion for 81 days at this point. And when this year started, he actually, you know, uh, begged for a challenger and he's still waiting for it. He talks about having a five month baby at home and uh, there's a foot of snow outside. By the way, did you see his graphic that read, he doesn't even know his flight is canceled <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. it goes through this promo and suddenly he gets interrupted by Dan Lambert. He comes back again and he's joined by Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, Jake Roberts actually had some mic time this week talks to Paige and says uh, are you having bad dreams a nightmare what is it he said he does smell something and this smell is the smell of fear something like that then Lance Archer uh, Lance Archer shows up said enough of this shit and he charges to ringside and uh, Page came out flying with a tope, big brawl in the outside. So uh, we see Archer getting sent into the steel step, but Archer recovered, hit a big, like, uh, got up, and we see Page getting choke slammed on the edge, like the steel step was laid, like in this, you could say the awkward position, and we see Page getting choke slammed on the edge. of these these step looked brutal then we see archer with, uh, continuing the assault picking him up for the blackout and uh, hit hit the blackout basically on the ringside table and we see archer standing stall as we wait for the death match for the world championship next week match should be good and uh, yeah it's just to get page now one defense before we get to his pay-per-view bout and at this point it's yeah. going to be adam cole and yeah that's basically it what do you think about archer being you know getting involved in the world title scene and uh, do you dig the build up did they convince you why archer should get a title shot even though he's not ranked um uh... the thing is that uh, i have been 
absent from watching aw or any wrestling programming for a few weeks so i cannot comment with regards to the build up when it started with regards to this bout between hangman adam page and uh, lance archer but what i saw here this was the first uh, indication with regards to this bout for me so what i saw here i pretty much liked it what i saw here so basically you know you ran down the whole segment you know in my opinion the interaction between both the competitors was uh, great you know archer looked like a monster and uh, the addition i don't know when it happened or this was the first instance you know the addition of dan lambert to the partnership of jake the snake roberts and uh, lance archer uh, i guess that it would only elevate the investment of the crowd of the fans in lance archer you know sometimes jake roberts isn't able to you know deliver on the microphone sometimes you know we can understand the age factor and many things you know which are in play so adding lambert to the mix is good in my opinion lambert can you know help in this uh, thing and other than that uh, which is good in my opinion and uh, i am not saying that jake roberts is bad on the microphone he is good but sometimes you know things happen his age is a factor sometimes he is absent because of something so lambert can fill in and with lambert lambert is great on the microphone and we have we have a, a lot of you know instances where we can you know it is proven that lambert is amazing on the microphone and he is an asset to aw programming basically and uh, with regards to hangman adam page hangman's promo on dynamite in my opinion it felt weak to be honest you know i know that uh, booking a baby face champion we had a little uh, you know discussion in one of our reviews that booking a baby face champion nowadays is a little difficult but you know you uh, and the promos the content sometimes you know there is a limited you know bubble where you can go with your stick with regards to being a baby face and a champion but still you can go out of your way you can make the fans invested and something like that but here in this instance for me i thought that what hangman said what hangman was trying to you know say whatever his promo felt weak for me still i understand what is happening even if i take the real life things 
what are happening to him with regards to the flight what is in uh, happening at home if i take all of those things into consideration i understand i completely understand and i can give him a pass with regards to the things and the energy being put with regards to the promo that you have to prepare yourself for the promo and whatever and uh, overall i guess the segment this segment did its job basically making archer look like a legit threat heading into the title bout next week basically we know that hangman isn't losing the championship but the opponent he still has to look like a legit threat so this week i guess they tried to accomplish that mission and i guess mission accomplished that's all what did you think about this the whole build because you were uh, throughout there uh, for the ride mm, i think our did actually didn't make good job on telling us why archer got inserted in the title picture would have you know went uh, put in the effort you know tell us why he got inserted is can he uh, do that when you have the ranking systems you know we also talked and you know, i talked about you know there are loopholes i think they found a loophole to insert archer in for a short term build if that's the case then it's okay other than that uh, they need to work on that stuff and on that note the match between archer and page should be good next week and uh, nothing much to add hmm. but right as we move on uh promo by chris jericho he talks about what happened last week like what happened between him and santana and otis and you know he actually you know takes little credit for what he has done for santana and otis and he was disrespected like you know both men were you know kind of you know were much leaning towards eddie kingston and he questions what has eddie kingston done for you guys because i have done a lot for you guys when aw started and all because and uh, talks about you know it's because uh, you started together in the business you know saying living in the same uh, area in new york somewhere and you know like i said you know uh, jericho basically listed off all the things they have done in the early parts of aw with inner circle and all and calls himself a influencer so basically uh, he wants to you know uh clear all the things so next week we are getting a inner circle team meeting in the ring next week on dynamite and uh, he said everyone should show up and attendance is mandatory so expect something big to happen in the in the meeting next week i hope uh, mostly santana and otis up to walk out of the inner circle and you go from there whatever you want to tell in terms of story i think we could potentially see eddie kingston coming back we could do the their program you know continue their program and uh, at the end i expect something big to happen 
I I am expecting a similar thing as well. Uh, you know, when uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus won the tag team championship, I guess it happened on Rampage. If I'm not wrong, it won the tag on Rampage. Won the tag titles. Yes. No, 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 no. It was uh, the TBS debut for Dynamite. Okay, it happened on TBS and it was the main event. Mm-hmm. So, when the show was going off the air, all the existing tag teams came to the stage, and they also, uh, they I mean AEW. they zoomed in on the people who were sitting in the crowd that who are the people who are thinking about uh being in a tag team or are on the verge of being uh, potentially in a tag team in the said future so we saw chris jericho we saw malakai black we also saw one or two more people uh, i am not able to remember at this point so when we saw chris jericho i immediately thought and i have heard, i have uh, read uh, on social media as well that a better alternative would be that we see Chris Jericho and Jake Hager as a tag team going forward, and Santana and Ortiz, you know, as a unit. So next we could see Santana and Ortiz versus Jake Hager and Chris Jericho as a program. So th- that could go somewhere, and it could elevate LAX. proud and powerful santana notice as well and they have something to do basically on television that is basically the thing and also the contracts coming up could be a reason as to why you know we are investing in lax basically and giving them better programs and featuring them on television basically so more of lax on television is a good thing and as a unit is great thing and eddie kingston with lax is a good thing uh, before aw lax mostly were with conan so that was a great pairing in my opinion they aren't dealing with conan mostly anymore uh, them being uh, aw not santana notices so they are uh, if they are thinking that we can uh, use eddie kingston in that role and eddie kingston can wrestle here and there when they want so if it serves that purpose so there you go it 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 can happen 
which you are alluding to as well mm-hmm. i don't know what direction they go i'm actually leading towards a uh, proud and powerful going out of the inner circle thing and uh, tell yes. the stories that you want to tell that originally was planned before king st- was still there before the injury thing happened so we'll have to wait and see what happens next week but uh, let's quickly get into the nitty and gritty the thing we have been waiting for and the dream match of some sorts that finally happened after this great build up cm punk <coughs> versus mjf they actually dedicated dedicated the final hour to this match for for a lot of reasons and i uh, don't mind it actually so uh, what can i say about this match man this match had its positives and some negatives if you want to be little more critical but uh, a really good hour of television sorry good good hour of you know television in terms of the wrestling aspect and uh, it was really good man and uh, what did you think about this match because it was in two parts we'll get to it uh, should i get to the highlights itself or you want to give your thoughts uh you can go through the highlights then i can express my thoughts uh so what happened was basically this was a two part match uh so let's talk about the first part so early on so basically punk this is his hometown crowd uh they are booing the shit out of mjf and uh, i think this scenario really worked for having this match we'll get to that topic but let's talk about the match so early on punk is in control as mjf being the cocky he'll try to evade punk's offense so at one point there was a spot where punk was punching mjf while mj was swinging back and forth on the ropes uh, like a basically like a pendulum which was a very funny spot so mjf uh, tried to escape through the crowd punk caught him so we're back in the ring punk hits three back to back body slams which is, has been a thing for cm punk matches so crowd loved that so punk looked for the top rope elbow uh, mjf escapes and uh, punk you know accidentally runs into the steel post and from here mjf you know started targeting the left shoulder of punk so what happened was mjf got so desperate he used his tape from you know the thing he used to you know wrap his fist and all he used that and try to choke out punk and transition into a sleeper so referee tries to check check on punk and you know he did the spot where he raised his arm and uh, the third time punk the arm dropped and uh, referee called the match and uh, mj won via submission this was actually a shocking outcome at this point so uh, referee brass remsburg actually you know raises mjf hand as the winner but we see uh, the used tape that we mentioned and referee saw this and everyone sees this so he talks to the ring announcer just roberts and everything led to the match being restarted uh, so the match eventually restarts so punk recovers goes for a roll up attempt but uh, this fails so the theme of this match was like we this also happened in the second part that we are talking about is that punk uh, 
actually tried for the GTS several times, but every time MGF escaped. So at one point, uh, both men were fighting on the top. So we see uh, for the first time in 17 years, the Pepsi plunge, you know, Punk went for that after all these years, really got a big pop. And we also heard a Pepsi plunge chant uh, at one point. So MJF rolled to the outside, Punk hit a top rope, uh, sorry, the top pick on Hilo and hurt his knee in the process. And from here, MJF, you know, started targeting the injured knee. He even went uh, and did the Bret Hart figure four spot, but kind of, you know, looked a little ugly over there because it's a very complicated move and only Bret Hart could actually pull it off because he is Bret Hart. But he went for that. So basically, like I said, targeting the injured knee. So now he has a in, uh, injured uh, shoulder and knee. So basically, Punk is wounded at this point. So Punk started getting this spread and he hit a reverse Rana, which looked like it actually connected, but Punk almost landed on his neck, looked brutal. So as we get to the finish, like Punk was getting on offense, but what happened was Wardlow showed up after all this time. He finally decided to show up as you know, MJF was like MJF actually you know, escaped yet another G GTS attempt and just fell to the floor. So M Wardlow uh, shows up and there was something going on where he did some tease as it looked like he was going for MJF, but he actually side steps MJF and went after Punk. They had little face to face and uh, as Punk gets MJF in the ring, uh, we see MJF with some referee distraction, like Warlow helped in that case, use the dynamite diamond ring and uh, basically knocked Punk out and uh, beat Punk again. So basically, MJF would go on to beat Punk not once but twice in the same night. So there you go. And uh, the final parts, it was later explained in the replay that M uh, Wardlow showed up, went face to face with uh, MJF and we could see the back camera catching the glimpse of Wardlow handing in the diamond ring to MJF. Referee didn't catch this like uh, the previous part he did in the first part with the black uh, tape and all. So this was kind of a, oh, that's how they did it. So. That's a good explanation of the final spot. And there you go. Overall, really good match. I don't know about the dusty finish that they did. So give me your thoughts on this match. And uh, this match actually happening on free television on Dynamite. And not doing any pay-per-view. So give me your all overall thoughts on this match. How it came about. All the nitty and gritty. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I said it in the one one of the previous reviews as well that you know them. I guess you know them doing a you know them doing this match right now and just not waiting for the pay per view was basically, you know, uh, you can say extending, stretching the program, getting the fans more invested because they had enough talk, basically. 
you know they had to give something basically they they thought and with regards to uh, it it is an esoteric thing basically all the things were there that the show was in chicago the date was 2222 and you know they thought that it was a perfect setup to have an interim match basically and have an another match on the paper so have a match right now on uh, dynamite on 2222 in chicago and then have a match on pay-per-view because they do not want one guy to beat another guy and have it over with they want both the guys to get over but basically they want mjf to get over because cm punk is over we all know that but getting mjf over should be and would be the focus at this point and cm punk whether you you know like it or not in real life is a big fan of uh, mjf as a person and as uh, you know and vice versa as well. so basically he, uh, cm punk you know going down and putting over mjf two times in one night gives you an impression that how uh, big he is on the guy and he wanted to put him over and he wanted to put a stamp on the guy that he is legit basically and fans care about the guy or they hate the guy basically and uh, you know that, what yes you basically. know what when they did the first dusty finish i thought when you are given one you know pinfall on mjf um uh, i think the second time around punk gets the win but shockingly he beat him again uh because similar thing happened with jericho at all out if you remember mm-hmm. the jericho match with mjf at all the last all out okay 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 yes 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 i remember mm-hmm. right now you know they didn't want to you can say cap off this feud basically on free television so they wanted to you know stretch this out you can say or uh leave room for another match a sequel so that is why they did this thing what happened and with regards to both the finishes i would say that that is what a heel does it is a very you said it a dusty finish you would say it is a old school phenomena we do not see that much here in modern day professional wrestling basically but it was good that you would hate the guy after both the outcomes you would hate the guy guy being mj and you would want cm punk to get revenge you would want cm punk to get back on mjf you would want cm punk to win basically so that serves the purpose 
basically on that you note would not be a yes yes basically. on on that note um, there is a small part of me that says we shouldn't be getting another we shouldn't be getting yet another punk versus mjf because here he beat punk not once but twice but now that i think of mm. it more and more with how they did the finish and all it makes sense that mm. punk goes after mjf again and you do this at, at the paper again and uh, i don't know you could have mjf beat punk again who knows Yes. If they really don't Why want not? to go fifty-fifty. Yes. Uh, why not? But you know that is what makes this interesting. That we do not know that w- what would happen at the pay-per-view when this match happens. You do not know. That is what is missing in professional wrestling. The you know the unpredictability, the fan investment. you are invested i am invested this the outcome of this match the eventual you know the next match the sequel is up in the air so it's a success in my opinion and other than that you ran through you know uh, the highlights of the bout you know uh, when the first uh you know ending happened so to speak when mjf won via submission with the help of his you know wrist tape so to speak with the uh, sleeper hold i was speechless yeah like Sir, what the fuck happened yeah same reaction i'm like that's it yes that that's it that what the fuck happened basically and the ring bell sounded so you know that is the element that is missing in professional wrestling for if it happened to us th- this reaction came out of us us being wrestling fans who have been watching this for years and we know of we read about it and we review it we read about the backstage shit whatever if that is the reaction which we got so you can understand that how good it was how good this program between mjf and cm punk is and the ending spot uh with wardlow being involved and helping mjf that is also an intriguing thing because when wardlow versus cm punk happened mjf tried to intervene but wardlow ended up in the losing side he didn't win but now here in this case wardlow successfully helped mj so that adds to the eventual uh, possibility of the showdown between mjf and wardlow whenever it happens it is adding to that 
and it is adding of course to the eventual baby face turn of uh, Wardlow basically a Batista run when it happened with the uh, evolution thing but all the stuff that happened in this match it was newsworthy and it was good you were invested in this match you enjoyed what was happening and mjf targeting the left arm or the left shoulder and then the left knee ev everything if you enjoyed and the all the things that happened like great match yeah great match like i pointed out some there were some negatives like there were certain moments that they tried to drag these moments like the initial you know face mm. off with uh, wardlow like the match came to a stop like that was you know, unnecessary and the overall time they gave could have shaved like 10 minutes 15 minutes or so but uh, if you are doing a rematch you can get rid of those negative spots and have a clean wrestling match at the pay-per-view that would be great Mm -hmm. let's see you know what happens at the pay-per-view because uh, if they want to stretch it a little more there would be some sh shenanigans or some something something happens or uh, would you mind if some shenanigans are involved and this story this program stretches a little more i would not mind basically if we are invested if it is compelling i would not mind that's all mm, we'll have and to... if uh, and if it uh, helps in putting someone uh, you know over basically in this case mjf who's already a made man got a win over the undefeated guy in punk big name so Let's see if there is a chapter 2 or not. But uh, that was the review for Dynamite. Yes. But uh, before we you know, end this thing, let's talk about, you know, let's do a small preview like for Rampage. We forgot that part. So we are getting two title match basically. The TNT title match with Sammy and Isaiah Cassidy uh, we have the FTW title match between uh, Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal and there is something else that I'm forgetting anything else announced for Rampage? Uh, I'm not uh, ah, I think I remember Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa Yes, 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 yes. It kind of looks like a really good card. And uh, let's see how that women's match between Thunderous and Mercedes Martinez comes off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for me, I have said it now in multiple, you know, a couple of reviews that I am not pretty much, you know, over 
the said match that you just mentioned but let's see if it you know if it is executed and if it uh, you know if it goes well then kudos and uh, what happens next uh, you alluded to that that basically thunder rosa would be going after uh, dr brett baker for the women's championship let's see let's see that is more intriguing this little to no investment in mapping and they didn't put in much effort and speaking about intriguing did you check out uh, that promo where ricky starks on the road to thing that they did yes yes i i, I did and i really liked it and even the counter from jelly ether i really liked and uh, both the guys are talented uh, and you know uh, seeing jay lethal on television is good deal you know i do not think so that uh, probably jay lethal would be winning you know him winning would be a good deal in my opinion because it would you know bring a change and change is good because you know Ricky Starks is just holding the championship we haven't seen any you know change or any chaos with regards to the championship so if there is chaos so it can create fan investment so if Jay Lethal wins the championship even uh, the possibility of that is highly unlikely but even if Jay Lethal wins it would at least create a little interest in the program or in the talking championship basically so there's that and both the guys are great in in ring so it would be a great um, great match basically and uh, with that man i think it's time we get the hell out of here and uh, where can these guys find you guys uh, you can connect with me on instagram and twitter at abimaniac and you can also connect with me on linkedin and facebook as well and you can find slam up wrestling on twitter at slam up w instagram at slam hub wrestling you can catch this review on anchor and spotify as well this was the aw dynamite review and we'll see you guys next time